chocolates would I know to stay away what's that hand off his box the box of chocolates would I eat them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. It's a show about food and culture. Hi, this is Mike, and there is much to discuss. There's always much to discuss in the world of food and culture. Chickens in the backyard, punchkies. We've done haggis recently, so we can't really link haggis to any of this, although I would if I I could. Nonetheless, uh, bananas and banana-flavored things, yes. Well, let's get right into that, shall we? This is Gal Costa, the Brazilian singer Gal Costa, and Chiclete com Banana. Brasileira, quero ver o tio Sam, de 
Good heavens, that was Gal Costa, and that was Chiclet con Banana, which, as best as we can tell here in the studio, is a banana chewing gum. I don't speak Portuguese, so that's the best I've come up with so far, however. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and there is much to discuss. Did I, did I say that? There is still much to discuss, even five minutes after I last said that. Now, something I found rather odd, we've all heard about food drops, uh, food being dropped in places like Sarajevo or other parts of the world where there's war and people need the food. There's a food drop recently for people who needed it in Wilmington, Ohio. This is from the Associated Press. Donated food and personal items are being unloaded in Wilmington, the southwest Ohio city, being hit by the planned pullout of shipping company DHL. Semis filled with food, soap, toothpaste, and other goods arrived today courtesy of Feed the Children, a nonprofit hunger relief group that sometimes helps victims of wars or natural disasters. The organization says the effort in Wilmington is meant to spotlight the plight of families hit hard by economic downturn in the U.S. Hundreds of men, women, and children shivered in long lines this morning to pick up the free stuff. The departure of DHL is expected to mean the loss of 8,000 jobs in Wilmington, which is about 60 miles southwest of Columbus. What can be done? Well, some people are trying to do something in their own small way, and it is spreading around the country, creating their own food in cities. How can you create your own food in a city? Well, you can, you can start a garden, but also maybe you can get a chicken in your backyard that lays eggs and create your own food. Ann Arbor has an ordinance allowing chickens in the backyard. There are some limitations on that, but Ypsilanti is now pondering the very same thing. This is from the Ann Arbor News. John Mulcahy wrote this article. Ypsilanti Mayor Paul Schreiber has asked city staff this week to bring a proposal to city council that would permit city residents to keep chickens and bees in their backyards. Schreiber's request came after Amanda Edmonds, who is the executive director of the food, farming, and education group Growing Hope, presented to the council the results of a survey on, survey on urban agriculture. Of 126 city residents who responded to the survey, 82% supported allowing residents to keep chickens. 82% also supported the right to keep bees, and 57% supported allowing people to keep goats in the city. The respondents were self-selected for the survey, which Edmonds Group distributed online and at several Ypsilanti locations. The survey follows a recent, city, a, re a recent court case in which a city resident lost his battle to keep chickens and goats under the Michigan Right to Farm Act, though an appeal is possible. Schreiber appeared to draw the line at goats, which were not included in his, in his request to city staff for an ordinance. I'm not so sure about goats, he said. Edmonds called the mayor's request for a proposed ordinance good news. We've got chickens, and I'm surprised he was in favor of bees. And that's it. Ypsilanti, considering the possibility of allowing chickens in the backyard, people making their own food in cities, and, you know, I, I guess probably there will be some people who are against that, who are concerned about that, and so there is somebody who has written a song about that but probably didn't realize it. This is the voice of a neighbor next door to people with chickens, a cranky neighbor, I must say. He's saying these very words, turn that chicken down.
I don't know if chickens actually have knobs that you can turn down. I don't know if chickens are ever turned up to 11, but nonetheless, just in case, there you are. That is Turn That Chicken Down. That is Geraint Watkins, which is probably one of the best first names ever. Geraint, G-E-R-A-I-N-T, perhaps Geraint Watkins, from his album Dial W for Watkins. And I have to say he does a quite lovely version of Heroes and Villains by the Beach Boys on his record. It's kind of a Louis Prima-ish lounge version of the song, actually. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food, and we are talking about this, and we are talking about that. We've talked about chickens in the backyard, and we have also talked about turning that chicken down, about banana chewing gum, and so many other things. But what's just suddenly happened is I'm looking for a CD. I had it in my hand a moment ago, and it's not there anymore. So this is where I improvise. This is where I decide what I'm going to do. What I want to do is tell you all about peanut butter, a peanut butter recall. Now, there have been a lot of peanut butter recalls over the last few weeks. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of millions of products have been recalled. Wait, here it is. I know exactly what I'm doing now. Disregard the babbling that I just did right here. Anyway, there have been a lot of recalls of peanut products, and some of the funnier names caught my attention. I wanted to share that with you. I realized that the peanut recall is a very serious issue. Uh, salmonella is a very serious problem, but it, it's all kind of funny and surreal, too, kind of like being afraid of a chicken in the backyard. Being afraid of peanut butter is something I've never actually been. But nonetheless, some of the funnier names for recalled peanut products come from the, the company called Huckleberry Haven, and they have chocolate-covered peanuts in the following items which have been recalled. Bear poop, bear scat, buffalo chips, chicken coop poop, cow patties, cow pies, crew rations. Oh, my God, I just said crew rations on the air. Deer droppings, dino eggs, fish eggs, lizard eggs, monster eggs, moose droppings, osprey poop, and we all know about osprey poop. In fact, we're going to do a show about osprey poop recipes next week. And prairie dog pebbles. That's a beautiful name. And this is probably something that we all should know more about. So here's Shel Silverstein to help us out to teach us a little something about peanut butter. I'll sing you a poem of a silly young king who played with the world at the end of a string, but he only loved one single thing, and that was just a peanut butter sandwich. His scepter and his royal gowns, his regal throne and golden crowns were all brown and sticky from the mounds and drippings from each peanut butter sandwich. His subjects all were silly fools, for he had passed a royal rule that all that they could learn in school was how to make a peanut butter sandwich. He would not eat his sovereign steak, no. Mm -mm. He scorned his soup, take it away, take it away, and his kingly cake, and told his courtly cook to bake an extra sticky peanut butter sandwich. Mm. And then, one day, he took a bite and started chewing with delight. But he found that his mouth mm, was stuck quite tight from that last bite of peanut butter sandwich. 
His brother pulled, his sister pried. The wizard pushed, his mother cried. My boys committed suicide from eating that last peanut butter sandwich. The dentist came, and the royal doc, the royal plumber, banged oh, oh, and knocked. Oh, oh, oh. But still, those jaws stayed tightly locked. Oh, damn that sticky peanut butter sandwich. The carpenter, he tried with pliers. The telephone man tried with wires. The firemen, they tried with fire. Oh, but couldn't melt that peanut butter sandwich. With ropes and pulleys, drills and coil, with steam and lubricating oil, for 20 years of tears and toil, they fought, they fought that awful peanut butter sandwich. And then all his royal subjects came. They hooked his jaws with grappling chains and pulled both ways with might and main against, against that stubborn peanut butter sandwich. Each man and woman, girl and boy, put down their plows and pots and toys and pulled until crack. Oh, joy. They broke right through peanut butter sandwich, a puff of dust, a screech, a squeak, the king's jaws opened with a creak, and then in voice so faint and weak, the first words that they heard him speak were, how about a peanut butter sandwich? Still with me? You out there? Okay. That was peanut butter sandwich. Everybody okay? You may want to sit down, wipe your brow. That was Shel Silverstein and peanut butter sandwich. See, there is something to this peanut butter recall after all. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Arwolf will help us to face the music. I believe it's Arwolf. Yes, I, I think so. I think so. That's coming up. In just in less than t- in just in less than more than 15 minutes, something like that. Well, here's the big news: Punchki Day is coming up. Punchki Day is February 24th. That's next Tuesday, also known as Fat Tuesday, as you may know from the Mardi Gras traditions in New Orleans. What is a punchki? Punchki is the plural form of punchek, and that's really all you need to know. It's a deep-fried piece of dough shaped into a flattened sphere and filled with sweet fillings. They're usually covered with powdered sugar, icing, or bits of dried orange zest, which makes me very happy. Fillings include prunes and rose petal. These are traditional fillings, but there are also ones out there that are filled with lemon, strawberry, Bavarian cream, blueberry, custard, raspberry, and apple. And punchkis have been known in Poland at least since the Middle Ages. One writer has said that during the reign of August the 3rd, under the influence of French cooks who came to Poland, punchki dough was improved so that punchki became lighter, spongier, and more resilient. And resilient is very important when you're using punchki sports, and I believe there's going to be a punchki throw, a punchki toss this weekend in Hamtramck. Hold on, let me reach for this newspaper here in Hamtramck, suburb of Detroit. There's going to be a special countdown to Punchki Day celebration this Saturday. There will be a Punchki Punchki break-off. Okay, not really. A Punchki bake-off, polka music by a group called Misty Blues, traditional Polish dancers, and free Punchki, of course. Yes, 
There will be, in fact, a punchki toss. Again, where a resilient punchki is very helpful in that case. It says here, punchki toss, all the flavor, none of the calories, and the punchki express bakery bus tour. This is all happening in Hamtramck, and you can look that up at downtownhamtramck.com. It's the countdown to punchki day this Saturday. Amadeus, the restaurant in Ann Arbor on Washington Street, is going to have punchkis that they will make themselves. They're going to be at punchki at punchkis. It'll be at Amadeus on the morning of punchki day, February twenty fourth. On that's uh, Tuesday, February twenty fourth. Now, punchki day, Fat Tuesday, is the American tradition, if you want to put it that way. But in fact, Fat Thursday is what it's called sometimes in Poland. They're eaten especially on Fat Thursday, the last Thursday before Lent. And traditionally, the reason for making punchki was to use up all the lard, sugar, eggs, and fruit in the house, which are forbidden during Lent. Use them all up, put them in one package. Because of the influence of New Orleans, punchki are eaten on Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday in the U.S., in the large Polish community of Chicago and other large cities across the Midwest, Punchki Day is also celebrated annually by immigrants and locals alike. In Buffalo, Cleveland, Detroit, Hamtramck, Milwaukee, and South Bend, Punchki Day is more commonly celebrated on Fat Tuesday than on Fat Thursday. Chicago, however, celebrates both Fat Thursday and Fat Tuesday due to its sizable Polish population. And let's face it, we're all going to be quite sizable on Punchki Day, wouldn't you say? Getting a lot of this from wikipedia.com. They should have a Wikipunchkia website, but they don't. Now, says here, this is from Wikipedia, and this says citation needed, so take it with a grain of confectioner's sugar. A cultural phenomenon is the emergence of the Punchki Challenge, an eating contest in which individuals attempt to race from one side of a room while eating as many Punchki as they can before reaching the other side. The person who arrives first and has eaten the most punchki wins. Typically, make note of this, a ratio of one punchek for every ten steps is considered competitive. Amateur competitive eater McKay Johnson holds the record at the Greater Chicago Punchki Challenge. He was able to consume 18 raspberry-filled punchki before crossing the room. It helps to have a really big room. I think that's probably gives you a competitive edge. Maybe a coliseum, maybe an auditorium. These are things you also should know. In Romania, they're called gogoshi. In Iran, they're called piroshki, and they're very popular, especially among children. In Russian cuisine, the word punchki transformed phonetically into ponchiki or pishki. And in Ukrainian cuisine, they're called pampushki. Punchki day coming up on Tuesday. It's a happy, happy occasion. And, you know, here's the thing. There are a lot of places like, I'm not going to say Meyer. I'm not going to name any Meyer names or anything, but there are places that make... Basically, what are essentially really fattening jelly donuts. They're not really punchki. I didn't say that. That's not an official comment. This is not confirmed by the regents of the University of Michigan. But nonetheless, a punchki versus jelly donut, there's the real thing and there's the imitation. But you can't deny that jelly roll. She says good luck to you, my boy. 
And may God bless your soul Sister Kate said, look here, brother I don't mean to be so bold But can I buy some of your good jelly roll I love good jelly I love good jelly roll It must be good jelly I see the sign on the police station door Sister Mo bought some of my good jelly rolls She say it done her good all down in her soul It was my jelly My good old jelly roll What do you put in your jelly roll? Got this whole town raising so. I sold some of my jelly rolls to old Miss Brooks. She fired both of her dishwashers and her cooks about my jelly rolls. Oh, that good jelly roll. Two weeks back pay I can't use you all anymore You don't have to buy My good jelly roll The label on it Just as good as gold I bake good jelly Oh, that good jelly roll I can prove it by Miss Nancy as what put life into her Down. 
There was a man in the hospital Shot all full of holes The nurse left a dying man To get some good jelly rolls She says I love good jelly Oh, your good jelly rolls I'd rather let him lose his life Than to miss my good jelly roll Lady said, who lunch you to bake That good jelly roll I says, no one miss It's just a gift from my soul To bake good jelly Oh, that good jelly roll I love you, Jelly. It done me good way down in my soul. Mister, can I put in an order for two weeks ahead? I'd rather have you, Jelly Roll, than my home cooked bread. I love you, Jelly. Your good Jelly Roll. It's just like Maxwell House coffee It's good to my very Thanks for listening. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while. And that was Lonnie Johnson. And thank you for tuning in. He's got the best jelly roll in town, and you've got the best radio in town. It's 7 o'clock. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Arbor will help you to face the music in just a moment. nothing going on. Ain't nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing going on around here. Nothing. Unless you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. That's the only thing happening here. The only thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll see you, kid. Yeah, take care. Take care, yeah. Hey. Hey, kid. Kid. Look out. Look out. Look out. Oh, yeah. Oh, tune in next week.
Good evening and welcome to Face the Music. This is Gus Cannon.